Welcome to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette, with your host Steve Garrett, MC and DJ at one of the largest Corvette weekends in the country, Corvette Fun Fest, president of the Corvette Club of Kansas City, Missouri, and radio disc jockey at the number one radio station in Kansas City for over 40 years. Here's Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. I appreciate you tuning in. You can listen to Corvette Today on almost all podcast platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, CastBox, Overcast, BeanPod, TuneIn, Spreaker, Stitcher, and now Audible as well. You can also listen on your smart device. All you have to do is say, Alexa or Hey Google, play the podcast called Corvette Today, and you're connected. Also, visit the Corvette Today website. It's www.corvettetodaypodcast.com. You can also sign up for Corvette Today notifications, updates, and information at corvettetoday.ck.page. And don't forget to join the Corvette Today Facebook group. We now have over 1,600 members, and I'd love to have you as a member as well. First, let me thank our flagship sponsors of Corvette today, Haltech Systems. Haltech makes the best cold air intake with world-class performance for your C5, C6, C7, and C8 Corvette. It's the quickest and fastest intake with no cutting or hacking. It's just plug and play and no throwing codes. Get your special Corvette Today discount of 11% off with the code CT11 online at HaltechSystems.com or just call them 262-965-4300. That's 11% off at H-A-L-L-T-E-C-H Systems.com or their phone number is 262-965-4300 and get your Corvette Today discount. Also, midenginecorvetteforum.com. If you'd like to join this new vibrant forum that focuses on the new mid-engine C8 Corvette, it's free to join this friendly community. You'll find a lot of Corvette enthusiasts like yourself at midenginecorvetteforum.com. Also, a shout out to canadiancorvetteforum.com, welcoming Corvette owners around the world. My special guest today, as always, every other week, Keith Cornett from Corvette Blogger is with us to give us the latest news and headlines. And by the way, if you think that it's all C8 related, we've got some C6 stuff in here. So, Keith, let's get going. Chevrolet announced that the 2021 C8 production starts on December 8th. That's less than a month away. It is. And this is something that we've been waiting for the start date for for a while. We weren't sure where it was going to fall because they promised first that they had to complete all the 2020 orders. So now they're talking, you know, 2021s will start December 8th. And uh, that gives us a really good idea now of what the quantities are going to be. And then the dealers now can start working forward to the 21s and moving forward on that as well. So that was kind of the date we were really looking forward to. And uh, glad to see that it is in a little bit earlier in December. We are thinking that it might even go all the way. 2020 production might go all the way to the Christmas break. If it ran to the Christmas break, they take their two weeks off for the holiday. They come back and it's January 4th and now they're building 2021s. I'm glad to see that they're actually getting a little bit of a quicker start on that. I am too. And that means that the allocations and orders are underway as well. Exactly. So they set the production date. Then they give the order allocations to their dealers. So what they did this time was they gave a three-month allocation window to their dealers. So now the dealers for the next three months know how many cars that they can match up to their orders and submit. From some of the dealers that we've talked to, 
It does sound that the numbers are going to be very similar to the 2020 numbers. Okay. For the most part, I think they've got a good handle on how many orders they could accept and then how many they can submit. So again, all good. We're starting a little bit earlier. The dealers got their numbers. They're all good numbers from what we can understand. And then the orders started submitting on Thursday of last week. What happens is you set an order with your dealer, you get a preliminary number, a preliminary order number back. And then when it's time to submit that order, your dealers will usually check back with you. Hey, any changes, any questions? No. Sign off on it. You get submitted. And then that will be the official order. So this is a, a really important time period right now. Once they get all these orders in there, they'll be able to see any constraints, any kind of problems that might be backing up there. So it just allows them to get everything, start to schedule out. Hopefully there'll be a smooth changeover. And that means if you want a 2021 CA Corvette, get your order in right away. You got to get that order in right away because I have a feeling that the 2021s are going to be just like the 2020s. They're going to sell out based on some of the allocation numbers that we've been hearing from dealers. Many of these dealers have already taken as many orders as they can for 21. So, you know, you might have to uh, bounce around to some of the smaller dealers or hit up some of the very big, big dealers to find a car. But they'll be out there just like the 2020s were out there. That's good advice. You got to do your research and find out what dealerships have allocations. So make sure you get going on that right away. Exactly. This poor 2020, Keith, it seems to be snake bitten. Now Bowling Green had a two-day shutdown because of COVID issues. There was a Mexican supplier that ran out of goods, right? So what we understand about this delay here in Mexico is not so much that they might be out of parts or doing that, but there was new restrictions for the coronavirus that were put into place. I assume this has to do with the number of people working and things like that. So they might have had a reduced workforce, which is causing the supply issues. We're just not sure there. But I think it, it's really telling that we're only talking two days. The previous interruption cost us a week of production. Right. So we're essentially talking two days. So Wednesday was Veterans Day, then Thursday and Friday they're closed. We just hope that, again, that the supply line is able to equalize. We get these parts so they can complete those 2020 orders. So, yeah, it's closed. It's not fun that it's closed, but it's only two days, so I think we're going to be okay on that. And I'm the guy that always says the glass is half full, so I'm saying here it could have been worse. Two days is not too bad. It could have been another week like it was previous. Exactly. Also, the C8 transmission is part of the new General Motors labor deal with Canadian auto workers. This is pretty interesting. Again, this is something that we've learned quite a bit is whenever there's a new labor deal, is you want to go look at the details because a lot of times they have to spell out what they're going to be doing, the kind of production work they're going to be undergoing to get those labor jobs in place. When we heard that there was a labor deal with GM Canada's uh, Canadian workforce, we went and searched for it. And sure enough, there's a blurb in there about the Corvette's transmission. And essentially what they're doing is they're allocating $109 million Canadian dollars to one of the plants up there, the St. Catharines engine plant. They are going to build supplemental transmissions for the Corvette. But here's where it gets interesting. I'm going to read this quote to you. That money includes equipment installation, facility modification, logistics support, and vendor tooling to support the, quote, manufacture of a new transmission and variant supporting an existing supply arrangement for vehicles in a critical market segment. They mentioned a new transmission in there, in that statement, and then they're going to be using this area as a supplementing existing supply. So we know that the Z06 is gonna have a different transmission from the current Stingray. It's gonna have to be uh, beefier to handle the additional torque on that. We wanna say that the 
current transmission, I think, is rated up to about 590 horsepower or so. And I think we've seen that, too, with some of the tuners that have gone more horsepower and have encountered some issues by doing that, by growing their engine horsepower without tightening down everything else. But I think this is good news. We were always worried about was Tremec going to be able to build enough transmissions in Michigan for the cars. And now um, with this supplemental package in place, it's good overflow. And as well as they get a more Z06 orders than what they were anticipating, they've got a, another facility that can help augment that production. Exactly. Also, it just proves that the C8 is a world car because we got news that New Zealand is going to have the C8 in late 2021. Yeah, like the Australia market, we're pretty much sure it's coming there. They have a uh, strong affinity for Chevrolet products like the Corvette. This is good news. So they officially confirmed that it is coming. What they did was before all the Corvettes were going to go through the Holden dealers, they got rid of Holden. And now they've got a new entity called General Motors Specialty Vehicles or GMSV. And so they named, I think, approximately 50 dealers between Australia and New Zealand of who will be selling these cars, as well as the Silverados that come over. So, yeah, it looks like now uh, the late 2021 is when we'll see the cars over there. We get emails from these guys that are over there. They really want the car bad. We're hoping that it gets over there pretty quickly for them. That'll be great. I'm excited to see this being a true world car. And finally, in section one, this was interesting, Keith. Some C8 owners got a CEL, which is a check engine light, but there was no performance issues. What's going on with that? Okay, this is, again, just one of those weird ones where you get the check engine light, you think, oh, my God, something's wrong with my car. You take it to the dealer, they troubleshoot it, and there's really nothing that they can find wrong with it. It throws codes regarding a transmission control module, but it doesn't impact how the car drives or handles at the time. So the reason why we wrote about this is I literally had three people reach out to us in the course of just a few days and say, you know, I've got this weird problem. And right as that was happening, GM did issue a service bulletin on it. The last time I talked to one of these owners that had the issue, he was told to bring in the car. This was last week and bring in his car because they believed they had a fix for it. I'm actually waiting for it here. He was going to let me know if everything was OK after that latest update. So we'll see there. But this is just, again, one of those things where we're driving a brand new car. Sometimes we get these issues where we think they're really big, but they turn out to not be all that big. It doesn't affect drivability or anything like that, like the valve springs do, obviously. Right. So uh, again, just another thing to kind of get through, but it sounds like they've got a fix in place. Hopefully they'll be able to get that out to owners that are affected. That's true. Well, you know, there's always a few bugs, especially in the first year when you're doing a brand new platform like this, but at least this TSB doesn't sound like it's something that is major, so it's not too bad at all. Exactly. It, it sounded like it did take a little while to find the resolution to it, and as that was happening, we started hearing from more dealers, from more customers of uh, getting this check engine light, but it's not something I don't think is widespread. I, I mean, I haven't seen it over and over again on the forums or the uh, Facebook pages like the, uh, the valve spring issues. That's good good news that this guy was able to get his car in and we'll just hopefully believe that the update does take that sounds good keith let's take a quick break and coming up in segment number two we're going to talk about corvette racing and also some rumors about corvette on corvette today the podcast Hey, honey, are you awake? Mmm, I am now. I can't sleep. Since turning 50, I keep dreaming of a red door and a blue door, somehow knowing there are only choices for retirement. Okay. Through the red door, we outlive our money. We have to rely on our kids. We're stuck on a fixed income. It's terrifying. Yeah, that would suck. But through the blue door, our money outlives us. We retire on our terms. Our kids stay our kids, not our caretakers. We make work optional. Yes, that's much better. That's why 
what I want too. But what do we do? We call True Wealth and Company at 913-653-8783. They specialize in helping successful people make work optional. They're our fiduciary Blue Door personal wealth managers. Hey, where are you going? It's 3 a.m. I can't sleep. I'm going to check out True Wealth and Company online at retirewithtrue.com. That Blue Door is going to be our retirement. 913-653-8783. Visit us online at retirewithtrue.com. Investment advice offered through True Wealth and Company, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Kansas. This is the Corvette Today podcast with Steve Garrett. Thanks for listening to Corvette Today. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me today, as we do every other week, is Keith Cornett from CorvetteBlogger.com. Keith is with us to keep you up to date on the latest news and information in the world of Corvette. In this segment, which is segment number two, we're going to talk about Corvette racing and also some rumors that are out in regards to the C8 Corvette. First of all, Chevrolet has saluted Oliver Gavin as he concludes his full-time role with Corvette racing, Keith. This is big because Ollie has been around Corvette racing forever. You know, it's an end of an era for sure. Longest serving and most accomplished driver in Corvette racing history. He's been around longer than I've been blogging, which I think is pretty incredible because I've been blogging since 2005. Wow. He started racing with Corvette in 2002, so 18 years. Let me just rip off these accomplishments for you real quick. 201 starts. We're talking on Friday before Sebring. He'll conclude his Corvette racing program with a total of 202 starts, which is just incredible. He has five championships. 51 race wins, five 24 hours of Le Mans victories, and 25 pole positions. Just an incredible career. Five wins at Sebring and Petite Le Mans with Corvette Racing. And again, the Rolex 24 at Daytona, his last win there was 2016. What a great set of accomplishments from Oliver Gavin. And he also does a lot of testing for Corvettes. He was driving some of the prototypes over in the Nürburgring last year. He, He drove the ZR1 and he also drove the C8. So he's actually going to still be an ambassador for Chevrolet in Europe. So we might still continue to see him doing some of those roles, testing some cars and maybe doing some one-off races here and there. If we had to do an endurance races where we had a third driver, he would definitely be one of my first picks because I still think he's got a lot of speed in him. I think a lot of this of, you know, 18 years, they had to come over for COVID and sit over here for two weeks at a time just to quarantine. And he's got kids at home. He's got a family in England. So I'm sure that that gets a little bit old after a while, but just a fantastic guy. I know we're going to miss him. Haven't heard any rumors yet of any replacements. Obviously, we've got some good candidates to pick from with Porsche ending its campaign here in the North America. So there'll be a ton of candidates, and I know that the team will pick the one that's the best fit for Corvette. Well, Oliver, congratulations. We salute you here at Corvette today. Also, Keith, let's get an update on the total points and the standings for Corvette racing as well. Sure. Well, we've got the one race left, Sebring, but we've already won the Drivers' Championships and the team championship. That was Antonio Garcia and Jordan Taylor. Currently, they're sitting at 325 points with the uh, number four car, Oliver Gavin and Tommy Miller at 290 points. So again, they, they've already wrapped that up and all they need to do is just start the race. And as long as one of the Corvettes starts the race, then Chevrolet will win the trifecta of the manufacturer's championships. Wonderful. It really became a sweep. It was a juggernaut there at the end where we were just race after race after race, which is uh, a nice feeling after a while. Remember, Our last championship was one where we won no races in the year at all. Only finishing second and third consistently was enough to get us those points there. So it's nice to not only take the championships, but do it in such a dominant fashion. Absolutely right. This was something that was disappointing, though, Keith. 
BMW might scale back their IMSA GTLM program and only do the four endurance races next year. How come? Well, we've already said that Porsche has said that they're backing out of North America at the end of this year. So that would leave four cars racing in the GTLM class. So the two BMWs and two Corvettes. Well, we know that BMW Motorsports, their outgoing president, said that they really have no desire in doing a campaign against Corvette racing. I don't blame them, not because we're so good or we make all these points or we win races. It's just not very good competition if it's just you and me all the time. Four drivers, there's always going to be just the one car that doesn't get on the podium. It's just not real good for this series. We're really hoping that a couple other manufacturers step up. We've actually been hearing a couple of those rumors are Ferrari in the GTD class, the WeatherTech Ferrari might move up to GTLM. And then again, there's been some talk of Aston Martin or one of those other manufacturers coming over. Nice. There's still some talking. However, we are looking at Rolex 24 in basically two and a half months or so. We really need to figure this out pretty quickly. So what BMW has been saying is that instead of running a full season campaign of, what is it, the 10 or 11 races, they might just run the four endurance races. So that's the Rolex 24 Daytona, which, by the way, they've won that twice in a row now. So they do well on endurance races. So the Daytona race, the 12 hours of Sebring, the six hours of Watkins Glen, and then the season-ending 10-hour Petit Le Mans. All four of those races make up the Michelin Endurance Challenge within the IMSA racing campaign. I do say that that does make some sense for them. We also know that last year they canceled their GT Le Mans program in Europe in the uh, World Endurance Championship. So BMW is not racing a whole lot of places right now. We just hope that they do stay in IMSA. I would like to see them go full campaign if possible and we can get somebody else in. But there's going to be, from your conversation with Doug Feehan a few weeks ago, we know that there's going to be changes definitely coming sometime 2022, 2023. I think we're just going to continue racing and going wherever there's competition until everything kind of settles down again. That sounds good. Well, it'd be neat to see Ferrari and or Aston Martin in the GTLM class, so we'll keep our fingers crossed. Also, this is really cool. A 2008 Z06 set a track record for a naturally aspirated engine. This is really, really cool. Tell the story about that. Well, you know, it's easy to put go-fast parts on a car, supercharge it, turbocharge it, just really max out your performance that way. This is a naturally aspirated car, so you're really limited in some of those changes you can do, but as we were talking and, you know, this guy ripped off an 8.993 quarter mile at 151 miles an hour in his C6 Z06. And the crazy thing, too, is for people that are interested in doing this stuff now, these cars, the C6 Z06s, can be had fairly cheaply these days compared to the new MSRP. So for those that really like the rear-wheel drive and the stick shift and, you, you know, you really want to feel some competition, you can't go wrong with a C6 Z06, that's for sure. Also, there is a YouTuber named TJ Hunt, and I was not aware of this guy until I looked at CorvetteBlogger.com, but TJ Hunt has already put together a C8 widebody kit, and it looks fantastic. Yeah, he does this. Um, you know, I remember TJ talking about his kit. He has a brand called Street Hunter USA. So even before the C8s came out, he was showing off renderings of what he wanted his widebody kit to look like. And then a couple months ago, we saw that he was actually test fitting some parts on his personal car. They were just basically taping up the fenders or looking at the front arrow kits and stuff and seeing how they were fitting on there. But then he dropped another video this week that shows a uh, torch red car, which he says is, oh, by the way, I have a second C8, which, you know, <laughs> all YouTubers, oh, by the way, have a second C8. Right. <laughs> but he's testing, and they really look nice. We see a lot of these Liberty Walk builds where it's got all the uh, fasters on the outside, and 
All his mounting points are integrated onto the current mounting points on the car. I think it's going to look pretty good. You know, he's got a nice wing on it, uh, nice rounded rear fenders. The, the front fenders bulge out as well. So it's going to be interesting to see these, some of these wide body kits as they really start to come together because they really do add a little bit of oomph to the car, I think. It gets us excited about seeing what Chevy designers are going to do to what we think the wide body C8Z06 will look like. Absolutely right. It looked really, really good. There was no fasteners on the outside, which make it look so much better than the Liberty Walk kit. I'm actually anxious to see this and see what kind of wheels and tires he puts on it as well. Finally, Keith, Lingenfelter. This is big news. Lingenfelter teases a new tuned C8 Corvette. Wow. Well, I want to find out more about the tune. I'm not sure how they did that. We know some others have done this by adding like a secondary throttle control for fuel. But this one will be interesting because Lingenfelter is such a trusted name in the industry. Right. And, uh, of course, they're working with some partners like Corsa on exhaust. If you look at the Lingenfelter story, they've got this carbon fiber performance intake on top of the car, and it looks really, really cool. We're waiting, to, again, to see what these really professional engineering companies like Lingenfelter can do with the car. It would really be nice to get some of these guys access to the ECU so they could really make the correct changes. But in the meantime, they got to kind of work it around it, and it looks like Lingenfelter might have a little work around it. So kind of excited to see what all this is going to take us. Absolutely right. Keith, let's take our final Final break, but in segment number three, let's talk about the lighter side of Corvette on Corvette Today. If you're looking for top quality aftermarket parts for your C2 through C7, and especially your new C8 Corvette, look no further than Apsis USA. We are a leader in aftermarket parts, especially parts made in carbon fiber. Whether it's for your interior, exterior, or engine bay, Apsis USA can custom make nearly any part you want in leather, carbon fiber, or carbon flash. Plus, we have custom parts for your new C8 Corvette that no other company has. Visit our website at AppsisUSA.com or call toll-free at 1-800-68-APSIS. That's 1-800-682-7747. Call and get the special Corvette Today discount of 10% off your order. We'll help you customize your Corvette to give it that one-of-a-kind look. So when you want the best, look to the leader in aftermarket interior, exterior, and engine bay parts for your Corvette. Apsis USA at APSISUSA.com. Don't forget, call today and get your 10% discount when you mention the Corvette Today podcast. VetFinders.com is the Internet's original Corvette classified ads website with classified ads starting at just $25. And every ad runs until your Corvette is sold. If you're in the market for a Corvette, VetFinders.com has over 500 Corvettes for sale from all around the USA and Canada and covering all eight generations. Visit VetFinders.com, the Internet's destination for buying and selling Corvettes. That's V-E-T-T-E Finders.com. And now, back to Corvette Today with your host and my husband, Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. Keith Cornett from CorvetteBlogger.com is with me every other week, and we give you the latest and greatest in the news and headlines in the world of Corvette. In this third segment, we're going to talk about the lighter side of Corvette, some of the etc. stuff that you don't want to miss. As a matter of fact, Keith, Corvette ranked number five in sports cars in five-year depreciation. Who was all that with? That's pretty interesting. Yeah, it was an online survey from a company called IC Cars, and they do a bunch of these studies throughout the year. This was a five-year study, so we're really talking about the C7 Corvettes over the last five years. Okay. 
They show the average five-year depreciation for the Chevrolet Corvette to be 44.4%. One of the things I will caution you, they say, you know, ranks five out of sports cars. They've got a list of the cars here that the Chevrolet competes against. And most of the cars on this list aren't true sports cars. Dodge Challenger, Ford Mustang, Subaru, WRX. Yeah. So I don't think so much about the fifth place, but we know Corvettes always do well in depreciation studies just because Corvette owners take such great care of their cars and uh, really baby them, make sure that they're always running in peak condition. So it's really not a surprise there. Actually, I think that number probably should be a little bit higher just because of who some of the other people we were ranking up against. So. Well, that's true. And you look at the C7 ZR1, I am still salivating over these cars and want one with a big wing so, so badly. And I look at autotrader.com. I look at cars.com. I look at vetfinders.com. And I'll tell you what, Keith, pricing on the ZR1 C7s have not come down that much. So I agree with you. We should probably be ranked a lot higher than we were as in fifth place. Yeah. And speaking of resale values, you know, we see a lot of C7s now hitting the market. They, for the most part, you know, a lot of them have really good prices, really strong prices on them, and they're selling. So I know that bodes well for the secondary market. People are able to get into a C7 Corvette maybe for the first time, which again has a beautiful design, fantastic interior, and all the attributes that come with the performance and the car. But it's just great to see that. The prices are still real good on them. You know, they haven't cratered or anything like that. We don't expect them to. But yeah, as far as your comment on the ZR1, we are still seeing those cars sell pre-owned over their MSRPs. They don't come up for sale very often, but when they do, they tend to be right up in those $120,000, $130,000 area. It's pretty incredible. And speaking of incredible, there was an artist drawing of the nose of a C8 Corvette on a LaFerrari. This looked really good. So it makes me think that, yes, the C8 Corvette is a true world car. Well, you start putting these attributes on Ferrari. So, you know, it's easy to take a Ferrari nose and put on the Corvette and say, ah, look, it looks Italian. But to take parts of the Corvette and put it on the Ferrari and it still maintains its aggressive looks and that hypercar feeling that you get when you look at it. Right. I think that bodes well for the car. And again, there's so many ways that they can take the design of this car out for all these additional models that are going to be coming in the future as the variant. So again, it bodes well for where we are right now with the Stingray and then where they have the ability to take that car. So it's a pretty exciting time for Corvette people. I think you're right. Also, General Motors put the C8 hardtop convertible and an SUV at the 2020 China international import show that's a big deal it is we've been hearing for a while that they want to show the corvettes over there but we've never really seen any movement of them actually selling the car over there again not sure how we all feel about that in terms of the quantities involved and what it'll be but anytime you can put a red-blooded american car into a communist country i'm good with that (laughs) (laughs) that's great that's awesome also corvette won its category in the jd power u.s resale value awards which we've just talked about with the c7 zr1 this doesn't surprise me whatsoever yeah once again we're talking c7s here this was ranked against the mid-size sporty cars so we're up there with porsche again and people love these cars they do very well on the resale value market the secondary market and again i don't really foresee that changing anytime soon no i think it'll get better if it does anything Finally, our 2014 Corvette, I don't remember this movie called Spencer Confidential, but the Corvette in that movie is now for sale on Craigslist. Give me the backstory on that. Sure. I've seen the movie. I didn't know the Corvette was in it, otherwise I would have watched it sooner. But it's a Mark Wahlberg movie on Netflix, I believe, based on the old Spencer Confidential television show, I believe, back in the day. 
one of the bad guys he's chasing has this yellow Corvette with a black design on the on the hood and then goes over the top of the car. Really looks good. And of course, the guy drives around in a matching tracksuit. So huh. that's kind of your setup there. But the Corvette actually plays quite a bit of a role in the movie. At the end, there's an epic scene, so I won't ruin that. So whoever had this car said, you know what, I'm going to sell it. It's up for sale on Craigslist out of Boston. They have some pictures of the car and then some scenes from the movie itself. So for somebody that really likes the car, how it looks with its little bit different of a design, can really say, wow, this is a movie car, you know, it was in Spencer Confidential, Mark Wahlberg and all that stuff. So it's just one of those bragging rights that Corvette owners like to have. What makes their car so special? Well, my car was in a movie. It's now for sale on Craigslist. If you want more information about that, just check out CorvetteBlogger.com. Well, I guess I know what I'm going to be watching on Netflix this coming weekend then. <laughs> <laughs> You won't be disappointed, that's for sure. All right, then I'm going to watch Spencer Confidential, that's for sure. Keith, thanks for being with me again this week. We'll talk again in two weeks and get more news and updates and headlines from the world of Corvette. Sounds great, Steve. Thanks for having us on. And as always, keep waving out there. You see a Corvette coming at you, make sure you throw that arm up. Thanks again for listening to Corvette Today. And thanks to our flagship sponsors, too. Make sure you take advantage of these great podcast discounts from Haltech Systems. You can get 11% off with the code CT11. Use that online at H-A-L-L-T-E-C-H systems.com or call them at 262-965-4300. Also, Apsis USA. Get 10% off online at APSISUSA.com or call them at 1-800-68-APSIS and mention the Corvette Today podcast to get your 10% discount. You've been listening to Corvette Today with Steve Garrett. If you'd like to contact Steve with any thoughts on the podcast or ideas for guests on Corvette Today, you can email him at stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. That's stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. Garrett has two R's and two T's. Or connect with Steve on social media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram using at Steve Garrett DJ. Thanks again for listening to Corvette Today.